Welcome back, friends, to another edition of Wasn't That Special? 50 Years of SNL. I'm your host, Scott Bertram. Find me on Twitter at Scott Bertram. Kristen Schneider is standing by as well. We never give your Twitter Twitter handle. Of course, now we have to say it's X, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> at Schneider underscore CM. Do I have that right? The underscore really throws people off. But yes, that is correct. And the show is there as well at 50 Years of SNL, five zero years of SNL. You have intentionally found or perhaps stumbled upon this, the episode covering season three of Saturday Night Live as we march through each individual season here on Wasn't That Special. Christian, season three is one that we have an enormous amount of notes on, so much that we might save a few thoughts for uh, season four. We'll see how things go throughout the show tonight, but I'm excited about this one. Yeah, and I should note at the uh, at the get go that we are too wild and uh, hold on, we are too wild and wait. Oh, I, I can't think. I can't think of how the how the catchphrase goes. Wait, let me help maybe you. Maybe by out. the Ready? maybe Ready? by the end, I'll think of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a, a season in which uh, the cast remains the same, and uh, the writing team is essentially the same too. We'll get to that in one moment, but. If you are listening here for the first time, because it's possible you're hearing a preview version over on Apple Podcasts, let's explain how you can hear the entire episode very quickly and join us in our project uh, over at Wasn't That Special. So we're over at Substack, which you can find at wasn'tthatspecial.com. No apostrophe, wasn'tthatspecial.com. You can join us on a monthly basis to access uh, the shows. You can join us on an annual basis, save some coin that way. And then we have our executive producer tier, which uh, which gives you special access to these wonderful emails that Christian researches and puts together. One of them on our notes, our, our notes that we are not using on this particular show. He'll curate those and send them along. So you'll hear even more of what we think about all 20 episodes in season number three. And there's also a separate email that goes out for our executive producers that has a lot of our research material and links to some of the sketches and moments that we are discussing here on the show. Plus, when we're all done here, far into the future, we're going to do these uh, these uh, these show-oriented lists. Best season, best cast, best cast member, on and on and on. And to have voting privileges in that, you have to be an executive producer. So lots of stuff available at the executive producer level. All of it you can find at wasn'tthatspecial.com or find us on Twitter or X at five zero years of SNL. The link is there as well. Also, you can learn more about the show that the Onions AV Club calls the 13th best sketch show of all time. <laughs> well, I mean, there have been so many comedy sketch shows and I mean, this one's only lasted 48 plus seasons. I, I, I can't see it being any higher than 11 or 12 out of its best day. This uh, season three of SNL, I began to go in this direction, Christian. We want to start each show by running down any, any changes for the course of the season. And in this season three, there is one new writer, Neil Levy, who I believe only writes for a season, but is associated with the show for some time into the future. And there are two subtractions from the writer's room. Both John Belushi and Bill Murray received writing credits throughout season two of SNL, and they are dropped from the start of season three. So they are no longer writing for the program. There are a couple of mid-season additions, but I feel we should 
wait to tell that story, but there will be some, the writer's room will be augmented about halfway through season three. Let's start out with the kind of the rundown of the season in general, uh, as we tend to do. As we mentioned in the last episode, the season really kind of ground to a halt uh, near the end. They were really wheezing near the, near the finish line. So uh, this season, they bring in a ringer to start the season. They bring in Steve Martin to uh, start the season strong, and he does. It's a very, very good, uh, very good episode to, to, to begin the season. Then after that, you get a run of just <laughs> terrible shows. <laughs> you have yeah. Madeline Kahn, uh, Hugh Hefner. So riddle, riddle uh, me this, Christian. How did yeah. Madeline Kahn get in it? There are two hosts this season that you have to scratch your head and ask how they received an invitation back because past performance, in fact, did guarantee uh, future performance or whatever that, that phrase is. Uh, Madeline Kahn and uh, Jill Clayburgh both hosted season one in my mind, totally forgettable episodes, and they're both back in season three. You would think, like on paper, Madeline Kahn would be a great host. Yes. She's pleasant. She's a good actress. She can sing. She's got, you know, she's the she's your your consummate five-tool player. But the episodes that she's on are just dreadful. And you're right. The season one episode was completely forgettable. When the Jill Clayburgh episode came up this season, I literally had to go back to season one to remind myself that Jill Clayburgh actually hosted a show because my brain would not allow me to, to remember that. I was just like, and the reason I, I remembered is because it had that super long, really pointless high school guidance counselor sketch, right? That was the Jill Clayburgh yeah. episode. Right. Right. So then you have those two, you have Hugh Hefner, not known for his acting chops or his, his singing chops, as I think we'll probably talk about uh, at some point. And uh, Charles Grodin and Ray Charles, all kind of back to back to back. And it is just a, a dreadful run. It follows that after that dreadful run, you start to have some dissension within the cast. So why don't you talk a little bit about Black Friday and kind of what happens uh, before the November 19th show with Buck Henry. Yeah, so Black Friday is such a big deal in SNL lore that it uh, receives an entire chapter in the Doug Hill, Jeff Weingrad book, Saturday Night, a backstage history of Saturday Night Live, which we reference often here on the program. And this is in November of, of 1977, so the you know first half of season three as Christian laid out. And what's happening is behind the scenes you have this what do I want to call it? a cauldron bubbling of all the things you could imagine that go into having a show start from nothing at all. Just an idea, no track record, no people involved with massive success. And it becomes something big out of the gate with Chevy Chase. It maintains, it improves that popularity in season two. And then season three ratings improve. Once again, stars begin to shine. And so you have all that stuff that goes along with it. You have writers who <laughs> Lauren would call out occasionally for writing sketches that are far, far too long. He was saying, you know, season one, you all wrote really short sketches. What happened? You're getting 15 minute long things submitted. You have some behind the scenes strife among cast members, certainly uh, uh, among writers. You have a little bit of that success going to people's heads. You have uh, this this conflict between people who want something very fresh each week and Lorne, chief among them, eventually saying, hey, this thing worked. Why don't we do it again and do it again and do it again? And some people didn't like that very much. 
You have some writers who are emerging. You have some writers who are falling off and, and falling behind. Uh, and so all of this is sort of bubbling under the surface. And what happens around Black Friday is that it's the first time there is true dissension in the ranks that sort of breaks through all the way up to Lorne. And it started on the Thursday before the Buck Henry episode. Dan Aykroyd was in Lorne's office for some reason. He sees some, some budget figures. And <laughs> Danny's a smart guy, as we've talked about, and you can tell in the stuff he does on the show. He is also a proud guy, and he himself was not pleased with his paycheck at the moment for what he was doing for SNL and NBC. And notice that some of the numbers didn't add up in terms of what money was supposed to be going to people on the show, specifically some of the writers. And Aykroyd was a writer on the show. He still wrote throughout season three. Among Dan Aykroyd's many talents is apparently reading spreadsheets upside down. Very, very quickly. <laughs> sitting, sitting on, a, yes. And he, he processed all this information about who was making what. And so uh, he, he, he is known throughout the cast as being a good guy, but also having a uh, volcanic temper. Absolutely. Uh, there, there are holes in the wall and spray paint on the ceiling that Dan Aykroyd <laughs> is responsible for. So he Someone his, stole his bong at some point yes. and he, <laughs> he, went, he went into a rage over that. Anyway, so go on. But he, he, he figures out it's about 10 grand per show short in terms of what is allotted for the writers and what is actually being paid. And so Aykroyd tries uh, to, to gather support among the writers on the show to go and confront Lorne about this discrepancy. Uh, talk to Marilyn Miller, talk to Jim Downey. Jim Downey wanted nothing to do with it, apparently. He said, yeah, you know, I, I, don't want a, I don't want any confrontation. Franken and Davis, who you thought might be very vocal, weren't, but they supported the effort. And it, really at the end of Thursday night, everybody went home and said, all right, sleep it off. It'll blow over. Danny will forget about it. No worries. If anything, on Friday, it burned hotter and brighter. And Aykroyd got all the writers together and waited outside of Lauren's office. And Lauren is famous for making anyone and everyone wait outside his office. At some point, Aykroyd becomes fed up with this. And he smashes the heel of his boot into the wall of Lauren's office. He kicks a hole almost all the way into the sheetrock of 30 Rock. So Lauren comes out and says, you know, hey, <laughs> what's going on out here? And Danny just cusses him out and says he's getting too big and he's spending all his time with celebrities and the writers are, are, are exhausted and they're, you're not paying them enough and we need new blood. And Lauren took it all in, stood there silently, turned around and closed his door. <laughs> and that was that, at least in terms of the rebellion. Now, some of the writers afterwards sort of went up to Lauren and said, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I didn't think it was going to end up that way. And Lauren would say in his Lauren way, I'm not upset. Uh, I don't do a Lauren impression, but I'm not upset. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just disappointed. And they, he would never say this directly. But one consequence of Black Friday is, well, one of the big consequences is this first schism between talent and producers and this first uh, challenge to the authority of Lauren, the first time that the cast and crew kind of really banded together to fight for themselves, pretty much lost. But they did win in one way because uh, I think it's episode nine, two new writers join the SNL mm -hmm. writing staff. That is Don Novello 
who is best known for being Father Guido Sarducci on the show, and also writing one of the uh, one of the new recurring sketches this season. We'll get to it a bit. And yep. some guy you might know from National Lampoon, from the Murray family Christmas dinner, Brian Doyle Murray, is also brought on as a writer. And Christian, I don't think it is a coincidence that the show perks up quite a bit when Don Novello and Brian Doyle Murray enter the writing room and you have a little bit of new blood and some new ideas coursing through the veins of SNL. Right. So you have the contest, the anyone can host contest, which we we will talk about in more detail in just a little bit, um, where they have essentially a, a, a an audience member host the show for the, for the Christmas show. Um, even though it's pretty much hosted by, by Buck Henry, uh, along with the audience member, but then they take off the holiday and come back in January with the new hosts. And, uh, the show really starts to take off. I mean, part of it is that the first host of the new season is Steve Martin. We should stop and make a point that we are going to say Buck Henry and Steve Martin a lot. Buck Henry and Steve Martin host, if my math is correct, Christian, and it's never been a strong suit, 30% of the shows in season three are hosted <laughs> by Buck Henry or Steve Martin. And if right. you're going to have two guys host 30% of your shows, those are two good choices. Absolutely. And I think Steve Martin kind of saves the show three times during the season. And we're going to take a break here to tell you all about the benefits of becoming a wasn't that special subscriber. For one, you get to listen to the rest of this episode and all of our episodes uh, going forward. Plus, there's a special executive producer tier we have to tell you about. You get all the access to the episodes, of course, but you also get the opportunity to get emails from us curated by Christian that gives you access to many of the notes that we don't use on these shows. So additional thoughts that we have on every single episode and uh, from many sketches from those episodes, plus access to some of the work that we've done, some of the research materials we've used, links to some of the sketches that have been talked about on the program. We send you that email as well. And when we're all said and done with our March through 50 years of the program, we will do our show curated rankings. And the people who vote on those rankings, well, Christian is one person and I'm a second person. And then the rest of our executive producers also get an opportunity to vote in those categories. That's all coming up later on, but it's only open to executive producers. The executive producer tier, the annual tier, just access to the shows. And then of course, the monthly tier, all available at wasn'tthatspecial.com. So join us. 